Thank you for joining Life Buddhist Church in Ringbar. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you. What do you see when you look in the mirror? When you first get up in the morning and you're like, and you're kind of bleary-eyed, what is that looking back at me? I don't look like that. And then, you know, you get ready, you have your breakfast, you have a shower, you brush your hair, and then you look in the mirror and you think, oh, actually I don't look too bad. This is probably the best I'm going to look all day. And then you get to about just after lunchtime and you've had your lunch and it's like, oh, yeah, the day's starting to wear on me. And then you go home and if you've got kids, they're going crazy and there's no dinner on the table or your wife's like had a bad day and you're like, oh. And then you get just before bed and you're looking in the mirror and you're back to, oh. Does that sort of resonate with you? Is that how your day typically goes as well? That's how my day goes. When I look that bad, I just take my glasses off. I can't see anything. It's like going for a haircut. I take my glasses off. They say, what does it look like? I go, I don't know. It's all a blur. Just surprise me. They did once. It was quite interesting. Susan was not impressed. <laughs> but reflecting in your life, what you reflect back is what you put in, isn't it? If you go to the workout, unlike me, and you look in the mirror, muscle-bound, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You eat well, you reflect that. What goes in is what comes out in reflection, and the Bible teaches us that. When we're reflecting Jesus, the key, like driving the car, is you reflect what you expect to see. Where is Jesus in your life and where is the relationship? That's what we're going to have a look at. Who do you see Jesus as? Is Jesus in the trunk? Is Jesus the warm, cuddly teddy bear next to you, meek, mild, safe, bringing him out on Sundays for a bit of a hug and a feel-good? Or is he truly the eternal creator of the universe, all-powerful, all-loving, wild and untamed? Is he king? In the lovely books Narnia, I love Narnia, C.S. Lewis, the four children have gone in there and Susan says, Aslan's a lion? The great lion? Ooh, I thought he was a man. Is he safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe, says Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he's not safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. My Jesus is not safe. I pray for things and my Jesus takes me down roads I never wanted to go down. He's not safe, but he's good. And he's king. Is Jesus king to you? Is that who you look at when you see Jesus? Because what you look at is what is reflected back through you to others. How do we see him? Well, let's start with how he sees us. Song of Song, 116. Behold, you are beautiful, my beloved, truly delightful. That's what Jesus says to each of us. We are his beloved. We are truly delightful to him. If we weren't, why did he create us and die for us? Why does he want us to be with him? Because he loves us. You've got to get in your head. Jesus loves you so much more than you love yourself or anybody else ever will. Jesus loves you immeasurably because he is God. We will never understand the true depth of Jesus' love. It is beyond comprehension. How do we respond to that is how we reflect to him. Is it like this? Do we say to Jesus, I arise, my love, 
my beautiful one. I come away with you. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet. Your face is lovely. My beloved is mine and I am his. Do we love Jesus so much that we listen for his voice? Do we find what he says to us sweet? Do we want to go away with him? Do we want what he wants? Is he truly, truly our beloved? How do we get there? Well, like we always say, we come to know him, we come to grow in him, and then we go into the world. Dave preached, I think it was last week, about your actions come back in your heart and reinforce. What are we doing? Where is our fruit? Where's our head choices and our heart attitude and our hand action? What are we living, thinking and doing for Jesus? And are we doing it in simple loving unity? As Tendai said, are we family? As Lucy said, are we family? Are we doing it in the love of Jesus? Because that's what people are looking for. People are looking to see the unconditional love of Jesus flow out of us. When they look at us driving the car, they don't expect to see us in the driver's seat. We're in the passenger seat and we're safe and we're at peace. The problem with the world is they're all sitting in a car that they haven't learned to drive. They don't know the manual. They don't know how to do it. And so they're constantly crashing. They're constantly running off the road because they were never designed to be the driver. You thought about that? We were never designed to be the driver. So first we know, then we grow. Do we grow closer or further? The funny thing in life, have you ever thought about that? You never stand still. If you're not growing towards Jesus, you're actually growing away from him. If you're not constantly filling yourself with things of Lord, other things are filling you. You're constantly being filled and you either choose Jesus or something else. And that's our choice. What does it say? Sorry, that's a bit small. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits at the seat of scoffers, but he delights in the law of the Lord. Delights in reading the word. Delights in prayer. Delights in communication with the Father. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Is that really what we're throwing into our system? Is that really what's absorbing and soaking in? We're like sponges. We absorb. Are we absorbing Jesus? Are we the tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season and out of season and its leaf does not wither? Are our roots deep in Jesus? Are we drinking the water of life that comes through him? Do people look at us when troubles come, when the sun beats down and see that our leaves have not withered? Why? Because we're not powered by us. We're powered by him. That's what it's be Christian. But what's the other side? The wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Think about the people we know. How terrible it will be on the day of judgment if God looks at them and says, I do not know you. You thought about that? He's going to look at you and say, I know you or I don't know you. That's a horrible thing for everybody I know. What breaks my heart is thinking, 
you could be standing in front of God. If Jesus came right now, there is a high probability, I mean, I don't know, that he's going to look at you and say, I don't know you. And what am I doing about that? That's my mission. Where's my heart? Is it really for him? Or am I reaching over to grab the steering wheel? Or worse still, am I in one of those learner driver cars and I've just grabbed hold of everything and taken it over? Where's my heart? It's in our heart and actions. Proverbs tells us, in Proverbs 31, my wife loves Proverbs 31. She always, we have a friend, she calls her the Proverbs 31 woman. Proverbs 31 is apparently about the epitome of womanhood. However, we as the church are the bride of Christ. Have you ever thought about that? Proverbs 31 is actually, for me, a letter to the church. An excellent Christian who can find them. They are far more precious than jewels. The heart of Jesus trusts them and he will have no lack of gain. They do him good, not harm, all the days of their life. When people look at us, do they see Jesus? Do they see the love of Jesus flowing through? When you go home and talk to your children, do they look at you and say, or your friends, I want to be like that person? Is that really what people say? Where is our fruit? Are we truly worthy of his trust? Proverbs 31, 17. I'm going to have to read this on here, sorry. That's a little bit too far away. They dress themselves with strength and make their arms strong. Are we building ourselves up in Christ? We open our hand to the poor and reach out our hand to the needy. What are we actually doing with our Christian life? And it's not just people who have no money. Like I said, it's people who are lonely, people who have no touch of Jesus. They're poor in spirit. They have nothing. Reach out, touch someone. Jesus is known at the gates and he sits among the elders of the land. When people think of you, do they think of Jesus? Is your life so reflective of Jesus that wherever you go, people go, there goes Jesus. Jesus is with that person. Or do people look at you after 10 years and go, I didn't even know you were a Christian. Where's the fruit of what we're doing? When we open our mouth, wisdom and teaching and kindness is on our tongue. Are we sharing the love of Jesus? Because that's what that means. Is Jesus so indwelled in us that it just naturally comes out in everything we say and do? Our children rise up and call us blessed. Our husband also. And Jesus praises us. I wrote this. I went and spoke to my daughter, Ashley, and I said, so, you know, let's have a little sit down. How's dad going? I'm not going to tell you what she said. But it's an interesting thing. Go and ask someone you know, what are my blind spots? What am I actually doing? Where am I going? Someone who's going to be honest. We don't seek the feedback. We don't reflect. How do we change? This is our earthly view. Know him. Grow in him. Go in him. That's the purpose of why we're here. But there's a spiritual realm as well. Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Why? Because there is a battle in the spiritual realms. You know what? Sometimes the help doesn't come straight away. Think about Daniel. Daniel prayed and the angel was dispatched but got blocked until the archangel Michael came and helped and then was allowed through. Don't give up. Keep praying. God always responds, just not always in the time that we expect. 
What causes quarrels and fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly. You spend it on your own passions. If we are in the spotlight of God's will and we are pointed in Jesus' true north and we ask, he will respond. Always. That's what the Bible says. Always. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. That doesn't say you might need to resist the devil. You will have to resist the devil because if you are standing up for God, he will come after you. Why? Because he wants to bring you down. He doesn't want Jesus to succeed. But if we call on God, God will draw near to us. That's a promise. That's a commitment. If we stand up in the blood of Jesus, we will be victorious. Again, that's a commitment. So how do we do this again? We know God, we grow in God, and we go into the world and share him. We do this through what we choose to do, where our heart attitude is, and what our actions are. And we do it together in simple, loving unity. That's great, Murray. So what is the practical terms? What do I actually, like, how does this help me? People over property, your plus ones, we've just talked about it. We all know people who need Jesus in our lives, in our workplaces, our friends, our neighbours. Acts 2 tells us they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They grew. Fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. They grew and they knew. All who believed were together and had all things in common. Simple loving unity. Distributing proceeds as each has need. Going breaking bread in their homes with glad and generous hearts, Jesus' heart, praising God and having favour with all the people, choices and actions. And the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The people over property, the fourth Sunday we talk about, is to bring people together at your home, at a coffee shop. Get together with some other Christians, break bread, build relationships with people, let them actually see Jesus reflected in you. Let them see Jesus is driving your car. Let them know that you're at peace. Let them see the fruit of the Spirit flowing out of you. That's all you have to do. They will ask. Pray for them. They will ask you and you can sow that seed. Tendai shared so beautifully. Pastor Jake, she talked to him at the start, right? And she came to church. But was that enough? No. What actually made Tendai want to be part of this church? Everyone here. Everybody contributed something to the growth that's taken place in Tendai. It wasn't one person. It wasn't one thing. It was everybody working together. And that's like bringing people to Jesus. Don't ever think you have to do it all on your own. Sometimes that happens. Most of the time, people just do little things along the way. And Jesus just knocks on their heart. And then they come to know him. So for Sunday, think about who do you know that you could bring to your home or someone else's home or a coffee shop and build that relationship with someone else from church. Start thinking about who is my mission field? Who are the people I already touch? What's the other part of this? This place. 
the young'uns, the people in this place who need Jesus. Mark 9, 36 and 37, and he took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking them in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me, receives not me, but he who sent me. People in this place don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's the other half of our mission field. People in this place need some encouragement. Not everyone in this place is bouncing and joyful. Quite often we come in here with masks on and we're hurting deeply inside. Like my friend last night would never have known if I hadn't asked him what was going on and the loneliness inside him just welled out like a fountain and I was caught totally unaware. I had no idea. But if we hadn't gone there and we hadn't had some conversation, I would never have known. That's key. Reach out and touch someone. This is our vision for the body, to build, nurture and disciple each other, taking every opportunity to bring every soul to Jesus so they can find their first purpose and their first love. If it's truly our our mission, if that's truly where our heart is, the only thing we can honestly say is to step out of our car and say, all to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. Is that truly the attitude of our heart? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for 60 seconds. We're just going to pray. Think about the car of your life. Think about who are you reflecting and to who. And let's see if we can pray for someone that we can reflect Jesus to this week. We pray you've enjoyed this message from Life Waters Church in Rainbow. For more information about our church, please go to our website at www.lifebuilderschurch.org.au. Till next time, God bless.